Pierre Polyev's greatest strength for years now has been, um, they used to call him the pit bull, right? You know, that's what he was. As far as uh, opposition critics go, boy, he gets the job done. His unrelenting and unflinching focus on attacking Justin Trudeau at every turn, every single day has paid off very well for him. There's a case to be made that, you know what, that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. He's the leader of the opposition. He is the chief critic. And like I say, it's been really, really effective for him personally, and perhaps his party. We'll see how that plays out, but we know it's propelled him to the leadership of his party. Now, Trudeau's not popular in a lot of places, and ripping Trudeau is music to the ears of a lot of conservative Canadians, and God knows there's plenty of avenues of attack for anyone critical of Trudeau liberals. But if you take a close look at some of Polyev's tactics, not all of them, some of them, um, as effective as they may be, there are some things in some areas... Economics, particularly, where the criticism starts out with, well, let's call it a pretty shaky relationship with reality, gets mixed in with some really high-octane rhetoric, and off we go. And like I say, it works really, really well. And do we care that sometimes it's not coming from a 100% factual basis? Let's chat with John Iveson now, who is a political journalist, National Post, um, also an author of Trudeau, The Education of a Prime Minister. John, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time today no problem how are you i'm great great um so paul like i say it it works right it's really really effective like we can get into some of the other conversation about what he says um but in terms of how he says it being here in alberta john i can tell you he's making points out here every single day with his strategy yeah i mean look i've covered him for 20 years in fact i remember interviewing him when he was just had just been elected in 2004 and uh, he was not short on confidence then. I remember he said, I think I'm, I'm equipped to handle anything. And that was as a 25-year-old. <laughs> uh, he hasn't lost any confidence since then, as you might imagine. And, um, you know, I wrote about him last week. He came out of a press conference. I said it was like an ex- impressive exhibition of the political dark arts of rhetoric, emotion and reason comprising reams of facts that often don't stand up to scrutiny when you challenge them. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it, it comes out in this in this flurry, which, like I say, is extremely effective. But if you take a look at it, sometimes where it started from is like, well, is that really true? So when we talk about that, um, just inflation, we hear about that all the time, right? Uh, one of his slogans, um, uh, Trudeau taxes is another one. And you hear him talking, but he go, well, wait a minute. I mean, I've talked to a lot of economists. I know that what he's saying isn't completely accurate. So it starts with a kernel of truth and then goes from there. Is that how you see it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think, um, you know, politics is not always, uh, you know, you're not saying these things under oath in court. So we don't necessarily have to be uh, um, spot on and and you're not doing doing it on a Bible. But, um, you know, I think the closer we get to an election, the more people start thinking about him as a prime minister. Uh, He does have to start thinking about, you know, this has to be closer to the truth, perhaps, than, than it was Let's say in the in the conservative leadership campaign, where where he was he was pretty much preaching to the converted. He didn't have to win over a bunch of people who were skeptical about him in the first place, and now he does. And there's plenty of people who are skeptical about him. Yeah. Um, and I and I think uh, you know we'll probably get on to talk about. But for example, last week when he was talking about uh, cancelling the liberal budget, there were a whole bunch of areas where yeah. he, he said things that didn't really. Um, that are they're not lies but they're maybe exaggerations 
Fair enough. Okay, let's get in, let's get into a couple of those because I think you're right. And just to make you know for for the use of an example here, when we take a look at you know he filibustered for hours, and and one of the things that he talked about, and he always talked about, is is the carbon tax, um, and how that works into where we are and things like that. Did you where do you see that that sort of strayed a bit from the truth? Well, so the carbon tax, uh, he claimed that he had the backing of the parliamentary budget officer. Um, when he said that people spend more on uh, gas and on, on, on the carbon tax than they get back in the rebates. That is not precisely true. What, what the parliamentary budget officer said is that people do get back more in rebates than they spend in the carbon tax, but, but when you take everything else into account, and that's um, the jobs that the, the carbon tax might kill or investment income, Overall, people are going to be worse off in the next five to ten years because of the carbon tax, which is what the parliamentary budget officer said, not quite what Poiliev said. Right. So, like you say, I mean, it's it's not quite. It's close, not quite. And and there's other areas. I mean, yeah. I mean, the public is you know gets whiplash because uh, you know who's monitoring this other than people like me who, are, who go back and look at what the facts are. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that's what it comes down to. I mean, you talk about inflation and and carbon tax and all those sorts of things, and you're you're talking about something. And Polyev is a good politician. He knows when you're talking about cost of living, you're talking about affordability. Those things really, really resonate. So, I mean, he, the, the the angle of attack that he's chosen makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it, it resonates. Right now, you know, he was making the point on the carbon tax as much of Canada was either burning or or was under. Um, smog advisories. So, you know, I think what the Liberals would say is that there is a, a cost to climate change, and I don't want to get in the debate about whether those forest fires were directly related to, to climate change, but I think it's uh, people were thinking about the climate at the time, and, and there is a cost to doing nothing, which is not reflected in the number that, that Poilier was talking about. Yeah, exactly. It, it, there's so much gray area, but it, but you know, like it's the sound and the fury that that wins out. John, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time.